You're listening to the Unheld in News and Review and Pharisee Watch, brought to you by We Hold These Truths. Each week, we look into the events that are, for the most part, ignored or overlooked by the mainstream media, and we analyze these events. Just as in Jesus' day, Pharisees still walk the earth. Among them today are the celebrity Christians who support wars in the Middle East to protect Israel. In our Pharisee Watch portion of the program, we feature stories about the unchristlike acts of these modern-day Pharisees. Our programs are led by Charles E. Carlson, the founder of We Hold These Truths, and author and editor of the Pharisee Watch, and unheralded news features on our website, whtt.org. Joining Chuck are four other founders of We Hold These Truths. Travis Steele is the owner of Steele Engineering. Mark Horton is the president of Ultra Clean Corporation. Chuck McCollum is the owner of Oakshade Development. And Tom Compton is a retired sales engineer and your announcer. Our reader is We Hold These Truths faithful volunteer and dramatist Leslie Ford. Welcome to our podcast. Today on our podcast, we have a special guest, our new friend Ron Hall from North Carolina. Ron, welcome to our podcast. First of all, I want to say thank you to all all of y'all for having me on. It's quite an honor. Uh, I've been following the website, We Hold These Truths, website for back before the last election cycle. And, and actually, I'll tell you this right off is, is y'all's work has has inspired me to do what I'm attempting to do now. I've always been uh, a one that just kind of just listens, but I, y'all have inspired me to actually try to do something to, you know, combat Zionism. I appreciate the invite. Okay, well, thank you. That's that's great. We uh, we really appreciate the, those kind words and. We even really appreciate more when somebody is willing to step up the plate to do something because too often we've got too many people that complain about everything that's going on and are not willing to step up the plate and do something. And so this is the ultimate compliment is that you're doing this in the through the mechanism of a podcast, which we are now doing, and we actually kind of followed your lead here we got interested in doing this. Tell us a little bit how you got into the podcasting uh, aspect. Yes. Uh, well, I, I like I said is is I've always been one of uh, a type of person that would I do a lot of research myself, and, and I reached the point here a couple of years ago to where I felt like that I I had at least gained enough knowledge to where I felt like there was a common link between a lot of the world's problems and Zionism. I, I come from a Christian background. I've, I've been in and out of churches all my life, and 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 I knew dispensationalism uh, in and out. I could probably teach it, but uh, I had a, a huge paradigm shift just you know probably back about seven years ago, and I had to abandon that. And that pretty much, you, if you can imagine, if you've ever been a dispensationalist, and once that goes, that throws your whole world into <laughs> kind of a shaky ground. But I, I've come to the point that I felt like that, you know, a lot of what's going on in the Middle East, I attribute that not so much to, and I'm not trying to, how can I say this, I'm not trying to stand up for the Israelis, 
but they only do what they do because of what I perceive is what the Christians allow them through their support. Do you understand what I'm saying? Is Yes, yes, sure do. Yeah. I mean, I, I, if you look at the history of dispensationalism for the last 130 years, it, that was the biggest stride they made is whenever the Christian Christians adopted this, what I call a racist theology. It wasn't there, you know, 200 years ago. They, they adopted this theology that God has chosen people, you know, these different realms of chosenness, and... And it tends to let us or cause us to have to take a second seat to Jewish supremacy. And, of course, we, we wind up, you know, where we are today. We, we won't stand up for what's right in the world. But, but uh, the podcast came about by me just listening to y'all's uh, program, and, and I've listened to Mark Glenn's and Michael Collins Piper and, Mark, uh, Mark Dankoff years ago, a couple of years ago, he would be on RBN. But uh, just, I listened to a lot, and I thought, you know, I, nobody wants to talk to me at work about this stuff. So, <laughs> you know, so maybe I'll just, maybe I can string together 15, 20 minutes on a podcast. And believe it or not, I have a hard time shutting up. I'm in a room talking to myself, and I've got to say, you know, basically, shut up. It's time to quit. But that, that's what I'm trying to do is just just voice my opinion. I'm not a, a pastor or a preacher or anything. I'm just the average layperson that's concerned. And I think this is what y'all have been doing is the key. I, I really believe is Christians calling other Christians out and, and having them think about what they believe. I believe that is the key. And, and y'all are kind of the pioneers of that. You started your vigils and stuff you know, several years ago, and it's just, I'm really surprised that it hadn't caught on more. I, I want to be part of, of that with y'all sometime in the future. Well, we hope so, too, and, and and it has not caught on exactly like we want, but it has had an effect. We We know it does, and just, for example, my own church, we were there, that was eight years ago, right before the second Gulf War, we were in front of our church, and I remember just a couple of years ago, a fellow I had been with a Bible study, that, and there was only six of us there. It was six or eight uh, total in front of a church that has four or 5,000 people attending. So we were a drop in the bucket, but people knew we were there. And this fellow, actually, just a couple of years ago, he remembered that. That was, that was still fresh in his mind why are you picking our church i mean we're we're godly here you know we follow jesus christ and all this kind of thing and it does work and uh we wish and eventually other people will do it we've we've seen the local lady here that did it at her church a very strong christian zionist church that it was one of our first vigils actually back in 2002 so that was Three or four months before the war started uh, it was in March, April of uh, of 2003, and they were so incensed that we were there that they hoisted the Israeli flag, which is kind of a good indication of the sentiment in these in these churches. But when we came back there with this lady Renee back past uh, last May, 
it was interesting. One of the fellows that worked in the bookstore, when he came by, he at least they 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 made a small stride. He said that the bookstore no longer carried any of John Hagee's books. They they were still Christian Zionists through and through, but yet they had one made one minor step towards being sanctified, I guess, or something. Yeah. I don't. I'm not sure what. Uh, what we're doing a lot of is we're planting a lot of seeds. I, I believe everybody would agree there. <laughs> we're seed yeah. planters. Well, that's right. And with with the podcast, it's a resource that people can find. And you've gotten some pretty good play, actually. Uh, with how many broadcasts have you had so far? Now is it I've eight? Had, uh, yeah, I've had eight, and I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna trying to do mine on like Thursday and Friday. And they, you know, listening to. Or reading the suggestions, they say that being consistent is one of the keys. So, yes. But yeah, I've uh, I've actually had very good success. It's astonished me that it's interrupting, uh, Ron. But what is your website? Oh, okay. I'm it's sorry. Place, it's uh, place it's to put, uh, put, tell that. Okay, it's uh, of course www.onthewarningtrack.podbean.com, and a lot of people ask me what. Where did I get that name? And, and and y'all will probably be able to identify with it. People tell me all the time I'm out in left field. Okay, what would be a good catchy name? And I said, okay, well, I'm out in left field. I'm going to go as far out in left field as I can, and that's where the warning track is up against the fence. Okay. And so, I, so that's that little dirt right before you hit the wall. And I thought, well, that's a little catchy, and it, it's, you know, maybe uh, people will catch on to that. I come, I've got a different viewpoint than a lot of people, so I go ahead and go with the flow. <laughs> That's great. Okay, well, thank you very much, Ron. That was great. It, it's it's It warms my heart, all of our hearts here at We Hold These Truths, that somebody out there has decided to do something. And that's what we we all have our talents and abilities that God gave us, and we can all affect somebody we feel like a lot of times that we're the only people around that believe this but there are a lot of people out there and you never know how far it goes there is a remnant out there isaiah asked about the remnant elijah asked a remnant and god said there were remnants out there and there always is a remnant so we don't they're not organized unfortunately for the most part and so it is great and through this medium of the internet and podcasts that are there and people can find the podcast and then share it with somebody else. And so it's kind of a, a it's a it's a freedom networking, if you will, for the thinking people. And of course you still have to discern what's going on in the internet because there's a lot of disinformation. Now let's turn to our Pharisee watch item for tonight. And this is very provocative. Chuck has given us the title Judeo Christians were Zionists before Israel was a state. Leslie, would you read that for us, please? Judeo-Christians were Zionists before Israel was a state. Charles E. Carlson, May 2, 2011. Harold Camping is the latest in a long line of pastors who have made themselves prosperous and famous by predicting the end of the world. He says it will happen on May 21, 2011, at about 6 p.m., and he has a well-funded national campaign to sell this idea. Camping is not an insignificant person, 
being founder and de facto owner of the Family Radio Network. According to research done by the UK Independent, the 89-year-old camping has built a tax-free, quote, religious broadcasting organization funded entirely by donations from listeners and with assets totaling $120 million, owning 65 radio stations, unquote. This is at least the third time he has predicted the end of planet Earth. While many Americans who are self-professing Judeo-Christians might not be ready to quit their jobs and stop paying mortgages while waiting for the apocalypse of May 21st, most of some 70 million hold beliefs very similar to campings. Together they make up the most powerful and coveted voting bloc in America, as has been repeatedly stated by this author and supported by ongoing research by the Pew Foundation and its many polls on religious life. The question that demands an answer is, why do 70 million otherwise logical-thinking Americans continue to follow men like Camping, who are not only illogical, but who refute and alter the traditional Christian interpretation of the New Testament of Jesus Christ? Why do millions adhere to a neo-religion that was unheard of 200 years ago and that has been proven to be wrong by failed prophets, including Pat Robertson, Hal Lindsey, left behind Tim LaHaye, and the late Jerry Falwell? There are two reasons why Judeo-Christianity prospers and enjoys enormous Jewish and Israeli Zionist support. First, Christian Zionism is very profitable for its leaders. And second, it is the glue that keeps present-day Israel alive. To understand this, we must define 21st century Christian Zionists as those who believe the modern political state of Israel is the fulfillment of biblical prophecies. This definition was originated by a We Hold These Truths volunteer who noticed years ago that there was no adequate definition to explain this misguided religion to his professing Judeo-Christian friends. All Judeo-Christians have one belief in common. Their neo-religion is tied to the state of Israel. Traditional Christianity is not. Men like Harold Camping claim to know more than Jesus said any man could know. They have realized it is easy to lead people if they only guarantee, quote-unquote, eternal life. This is exactly what Camping is doing and how he has apparently amassed an empire by teaching anti-biblical nonsense. Followers of end-time prophets are taught that each one of them can be part of Jesus' heavenly gathering simply because they believe that Jesus will return to earth on a certain date. The second more obscure but totally logical reason for the end times craze since 1948 is that Christian Zionism is so important to world Zionism that it is promoted by Jewish Zionists more fervently than Judaism is promoted in Israel. Several of Israel's prime ministers, including Ariel Sharon and Ehud Olmert, were secular Jews but devotees of Christian Zionism. Sharon used the term all the time and may have invented it. 
It is this author's observation that Judeo-Christianity, not Judaism, is the religion of Israel, especially of its leaders, including the last four prime ministers. If Israel was forced to save one religion and denounce the rest, Judeo-Christianity would likely be their choice. The most unchristlike result of Christian Zionism is that it relieves followers from responsibility that Jesus told us all must accept or else we cannot follow him. Christian Zionists do not have to worry about caring for their fellow man or making peace because the world is ending anyway. Regardless of whether they buy into Harold Camping's latest prophecy, each has been taught he must only believe in Jesus. It is implied that one need not follow his sacrificial example. Look for Part 2, a review of Christian Zionists' favorite scriptures. All right, thank you, Leslie. Very good, Chuck. And I might add, we didn't really get into with our guest, Ron Hall, a term that he has reintroduced, I think. It's not something that you created out of thin air, but it has been around. But we like the the concept of the, the term neo-Christianity. And I think maybe for a future podcast, Ron, is to talk a little bit more about that idea of neo-Christianity. We've got neo-conservatism, which people look as a corruption of conservative values and so i think it's an excellent term oh, may i add something yes i started using the term judeo-christianity before the noun christian zionism was even in popular use mm-hmm. and so if you go back to the original things that we started writing 10 years ago or more we actually referred to judeo-christianity as something that uh, as an as a, as a original term, and Iran, I think, is pretty much uses uh, the term neo-Christianity in the same context. Uh, is that is that about right, Ron? Yeah, uh, what I had in mind, and, uh, like Tom said, I'm pretty sure I didn't come up with that on my own. I probably saw it somewhere else. What I had in mind is, is, is kind of like you have the neoconservative movement, which I think we'll all agree is not conservative. And and that's exactly what I was going for with neo-Christianity. Is it's a vast departure from New Testament Christianity, and, and that's and and it's and also I was going for a, a little bit of a uh, the wake up or shock effect or maybe even be just a little bit offensive, which may cause somebody to think about what they believe. It's a very um, good term. It's a very good choice of terms. Yeah. So don't be surprised if we copy it now and then. Well, it was uh, it wasn't mine. I'm pretty sure that I ripped somebody else off. So, so uh, uh, I I, I uh, just felt well, we like have, it was a good we, we term. Course, yeah, we of course borrowed Judeo Christianity from the people themselves because so many of the churches that are really Christian Zionist churches do commonly themselves as a Judeo Christian ethic and the Judeo Christian movement and so on. Yeah. So. So these, so these words are important, and it's good to get away from a lot of the old words that are misinterpreted all the time. And words like dispensational and premillennialist are, are words that have been used to describe the same movement at various times. But the problem is uh, they're, they're, they, they can be confusing because people don't quite know how to use those words. So yeah. it's good to invent your own word. 
Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Well, that keeps people thinking. I think that's great, you know, and uh, they don't like the uh, the word Christian Zionism or Judeo-Christian. Maybe they'll give pause to think I, about. I could add one line to this thought. If I if I had written it a day later, I would have put it put put that thought in. I think you'll find right now that there are an awful lot of real Christians who are, to use Ron's term, who are rejoicing over the murder or the, the slaughter of Osama bin Laden. And someone wrote us a, a letter today and, and told us that, reminded us that we as Christians should not ever be rejoicing over the, the brutal killing of a bunch of people no matter how bad they are, who they are, or what the circumstances are. And uh, a few years ago, we wrote a piece right after Day 9-11 that cost us so much flack that our, 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 our lines were just busy with people taking themselves off our mailing list because we had a large number of uh, modern churches on our mailing list. And we said basically that whatever was done I won't, I won't read it here, but it was in the piece on 9-11. And we said, whatever that was done, revenge is not the answer. And uh, that whoever did it needs to be tried. And in the case of uh, what's just gone on in Pakistan, there will never be a trial now of the man who is accused of this massive murder of the World Trade Center. There's no chance that he will ever be forced to give testimony or that anyone will have a chance to judge for themselves. Or can we be 100% sure that it actually was Osama bin Laden because of the quick demise? Yeah, aside, and uh, yeah, aside from that, but even assuming that they yeah. did, in fact, kill Osama bin Laden, Christians should be thinking, and so should Americans, be thinking in terms of justice. And, of course, justice would have been to bring him home and try him. And uh, there's plenty of, of reason to do that. Yeah. Anyway, that that's what the last line would have been on the paper had we had it been written a day later. Uh, we need we we need to act like Christians and vengeance that you're hearing about is not going to sell with everyone, and there are going to be a lot of people that are going to be revolted by that, and especially when they learn more about this program, what what really has but, happened, this mission. But that's exactly what Jesus taught, though. So. Is is that vengeance is is God's that we should at least somewhere over the last ten years made an attempt if if Bin Laden was an enemy we should have there should have been some praying for your enemies don't you think yes I mean that's what we're specifically uh, commanded to do by Jesus is to do good to those that despitefully use you uh, uh, pray for your enemies. And at least the Christians ought to consider um, at least giving Jesus' words a chance. Maybe they might work. I believe they will. <laughs> well, we have we said that there's this big disconnect between what Christians believe and what they say. In other words, they, they don't connect the, these kind of things to what Jesus has taught us. There's this total disconnect, and it's as if... The, uh, Jesus' words don't apply in these kinds of affairs. Next week, we will talk more about how Christians should have acted in dealing with Osama bin Laden and uh, why America needs to get back to those practices and why 
it can change our country and restore us if we can do that. Thank you, Chuck. And we'd like to also thank our guest, Ron Hall. And again, Ron, we appreciate your efforts to wake the people through your podcast. And this, this is really commendable. So our hat's off to you, and we look forward to talking with you again in the future. Thanks for listening. Be sure to tell a friend about our podcast. And please visit our website, whtt.org. You will find a wealth of information and resources like the latest Pharisee Watch and unheralded news articles. Also, you can order our new video, Christian Zionism, The Tragedy and the Turning, Part 1. Even though this video is copyrighted, we don't mind if you copy it as long as you copy all of it. Then you can educate your friends and acquaintances about the dangers of Christian Zionism. Start small, think big, and press on toward the straight gate.